Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com, RockAuto.com, and State Farm. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, Brian Robinson. Hello, welcome again to podcast number 203. Once again, without our usual host, John Davis, uh, we'll try to make it through here without him. I'll try to make it through without... Uh, what is it that I, I suck my teeth too much? You okay. suck your teeth too yeah, much. I'm yeah. trying to uh, avoid doing that at all costs today. And uh, we'll ding the bell was, every time you do. <laughs> that was, of course, the uh, voice of our online content coordinator, Greg Carlos. Not sucking my teeth. And also joining me is our video producer, editor Joe Ligo. Glad to be here. And extra special guest this week, folks. I hope you are uh, happy to hear that Dave Scrivener, our executive producer and head writer, joining us this week. A rare appearance, and don't blink, you might miss it. All right. Well, we're glad to have you, Dave. Glad to have everyone here. Always happy to be here, Brian. Well, the reason you're here is because you just got back from the New York International Auto Show. Yes, I did. Not to be confused with the New York National Auto Show. National Auto Show, right. So so tell us, uh, what was the uh, big news in New York this year? Um... The biggest news in New York was probably uh, a pretty plain Jane Subaru Outback. I thought just they made a big deal about it. <laughs> People like Subarus and they're buying them. But I I was there and they had it come out of like a geyser. They had steam. They recreated like a national park on the auto show floor. So they had like log cabins and fake trees <laughs> and well, they carpet. Have a partnership with national parks, don't they? I think. Yes. Yeah. Publicizing that as well. So, but, so they chopped down trees and brought them inside. Yes. <laughs> to celebrate to celebrate nature, they chopped down trees and brought them inside uh, and had a fake geyser. Is there anything yeah. vastly different about it than every other? Uh, I think there's two. There's a more sedate version with the trim, you know, less audacious than before, maybe. Right, and a, like the Forester has a sporty kind of, you know, cool-looking version now, too. The Sport. The Sport. But the return of turbo four power, return of turbo power, four-cylinder, right? Yes. As, as an option? Or yes. Or is it the only engine? I think it's an option. Yeah, right. and it says there's no, no flat six, mm-hmm. which the 12 people that bought them will be sad about that. Downsizing. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing that, you know, with all the Foresters and Crosstracks that they're selling that, they still even make the Outback, but like you said, people love them. They do. Uh, you were also there, Joe. Yes. Uh, what, uh, I attended the the day before the auto show, I attended the press release of the Lincoln Corsair SUV, which, which replaces the Lincoln MKC as they continue naming their new vehicles after sort of boats and airplane type stuff. You're swashbuckling. Yeah. Uh, it was. It definitely is a st- like every other Lincoln product that's come out in the last two three years. It's a st- big step over the thing it replaces. They're mm-hmm. trying more than ever to distance themselves from the Ford roots. This thing's based on the Escape, but it shares a lot with the Escape, right? Which is also all new. Yes, and the new Escape was at the auto show too. But powertrains. There's some different options with the Lincoln. You can get a 2.3 liter uh, turbo engine that you can't get in the Escape. The Lincoln doesn't have a plug-in hybrid variant yet but it probably will. Um, different things. I like guess Lincoln debuted their phone as a key. They're really proud about that. So, Ooh. you know, you know just, yeah, I know we're somewhat unenthusiastic. Really keys. Yeah, we're Honestly. unenthusiastic about that, but they loved it. But, no, it, the one thing that stuck out to me is they do not offer a black label version of it. The, I asked, the, I talked to the, their head designer, David Woodhouse, and to their president, uh, Joy Filotico, and she said... 
that Joe name drop. They, actually, on, they actually let you wow. talk to them. Yeah, I know. I was kind of amazed. Well, I, I want to just say I'm not making this up. I actually asked him about it because it stood out to me that it was odd. And they said the take rate for Black Label on stuff like the Navigator is really high, where when you're going to spend 90 grand, an extra five, six grand is no big deal. But on a car like this, you know, you have first time buyers. And they research show they don't really opt for the special trim levels and stuff. Yeah. So the question you wanted to ask him though sense. was. Will they offer a Bill Blast version? <laughs> and and uh, I did ask that, and they said no. All right. Darn. And stop um, asking me. Yeah. Stop <laughs> asking me and questions. Yeah, and then they said, please never come back. Right. Uh, how about what else? Uh, something for Toyota here? Is that what I see? Uh, the Highlander got a, pr- a, pr- a fair amount of play, I thought, um, for its new styling. Uh, the Yaris was also there as a five-door. It was kind of just on the floor. Here it is. No one said anything about it. Yeah, there were a couple <laughs> new Very products. Very dimly lit. <laughs> There were a couple new products where they didn't have, like, the new GMC Acadia, no fanfare. It was in the just, basement, and there was two of them, and it's like, yep, it's here. That's, it's like, is that the new one? Yep, it's the new one. Okay, well. Yeah, <laughs> it was the fan, Where's the sign, at least? It says, I'm new. Mm. The CT5 was new, but all of it was, like, drummed up on the internet weeks before the show. Right. So people land these things at the auto show. I was like, well, I've already seen it all over the internet for a week. Why bother, you know? Looking at it here, fanfare? right? Uh-huh. That replaces both the ATS and CTS in their lineup. Have they officially yeah, started okay. the new naming scheme where they add the torque number? I've like not seen that, that yet. Is that why 5 is the no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, well, their, whole, their, their news a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. was like going to be – they're going to call their car CT5 400 or right. something like that. It's because torque in Newton meters. Right, of electrification, and they think it represents – the car better than other numbers do yeah, yeah, horsepower. The, the Jag XC had P two fifty and P three hundred after their names. I don't know what they signify either. But. They've had those for a while. Yeah. Uh, what is the Hyundai Venue? It is a. Um, I think it's their version of the. It's um, smaller than the Kona. Yeah, which the Kona is already small. It's tiny. It's a tiny yeah, little, really. little um, just a suitcase crossover. Or? Suitcase crossover. <laughs> all right. And they didn't even have it. They when we oh, were looking well, why for. Why are we talking about it? Then? Well, because it was all new, and they uh. took it over to live with Kelly and Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't shoot it. <laughs> we we showed up. and We're like, "Where is it?" And it's like, "Well, well, they so have there. seven million viewers. They, they took it over there. Yeah. They only had one vehicle there. I know one vehicle. But the new Sonata did get a lot of attention too. That was actually quite a attractive car. Really good looking car. Some neat yeah. LED work on that that I really thought will look yeah, cool. The design elements of that with the yeah. I think they probably listened to a lot of people in that one. I remember when the previous Sonata came out, which I thought actually looked pretty decent. Uh, it was obvious they went like more mainstream, but now it looks like they're going back to the edgy styling. More styling. Yeah. Some really cool um, stuff. Let's see. Stinger had a GTS version, the Kia folks. Um, I, what does that do? What's the S about it? <laughs> I think it's just more accoutrements on it. Because it just looks, it's no more power. I think either? it's just looks. Track oriented. Just so they can say they have a GTS. Bigger wheels, probably. Yeah, I don't mm. think they added yeah. more power to it, but I could be wrong. But they also had the, Stay tuned from that one, the folks. Kia Habanero, which was a Haba, con- yeah, Habanero. I love it. <laughs> a really hot concept car. Yeah. But uh, that, that thing, was a small crossover as well. Electric? Right, yeah. All electric, weird, you know, butterfly doors and, you know, red velvet interior and all kinds That's, of that. That thing got a ton of attention. People were crowded around it, but that, I don't. The, the Genesis Mint also, because when you open the door, like the steering wheel slide your way and the seat 
move to greet you or something. A little Did fancy. you think the Genesis Mint had a lot of Tesla Model 3 in the front end of it? Uh, if you say so. Kind of had a grillless thing going on there because, you know, it's an, <laughs> it's an EV concept vehicle. And the color was really cool. That sort of minty green obviously sure. worked. But the front end styling at least looked kind of Tesla Model 3 to me. Yeah. Another concept that was there that wasn't really a concept, it was more like a trip to the Yakima factory, was the Atlas Space Camp <laughs> concept from uh, Volkswagen, outfitted for rugged off-road adventures you know, with the roof rack and all this stuff. Because that's what Atlas Spires yeah. yeah. That's what I aspire yeah. to. Yeah. They did have, it's not new, but they had the, was it, the VW Dune concept or the I, the ID, ID buggy. buggy from Geneva. Right, so that's there. not new, but it was really cool it's, to see. It's new to the U.S., so you know, most of our... Viewers haven't seen it yet, and certainly people who have been to the auto show haven't seen it yet. So. They should definitely build that. Oh, oh I would definitely. love that. <laughs> I attended Most the definitely. Nissan 370Z and GTR 50th Anniversary Edition press release the day before the show. A.K.A. party. Yeah, I mean, it, they're new paint jobs. Really working hard for the family there. <laughs> doing my part. Do Come on, let's go. I'm doing my – I was there with all the social media influencers and, you know, hobnobbers, but it was – you know, it's interesting. All I want to know is when are they going to come out with an actual new new Z right. and, and GTR? No answers. No answers. Yeah. Uh, the Acura TLX PMC edition. They also mm-hmm. had an MDX PMC edition, which is hand assembled in their factory. It's the what the the PMC is their performance manufacturing center in Ohio, yeah. where the NSX is built. Yeah, okay. Using it so they're, on the TLX and a. I, I think I think it's they the had a MDX. prototype for the MDX. There's sorry. two two vehicles there. They had one production, one prototype. Interesting. So they hand build an MDX. Why did they do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, That's yeah. What I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. So the TLX and MDX both get PMC editions, and they're hand assembled at Honda's Performance Manufacturing Center in Ohio, where the NSX is also built. Why you'd want a hand assembled MDX? I don't know. But the Acura loves to talk about the connection between the hybrid system in the MDX and the NSX. So mm. maybe they're trying to strengthen that marketing well, connection at first there. They didn't because everyone, the MDX came out way before, and everyone was just like, oh, well, the NSX is just like the MDX. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's totally different. But now all of a sudden, it's the same thing. I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah. It looks like. There's a lot of cars that are long in the tooth that are getting new versions yeah, in New York. A lot so of special editions. Tw- 2020 R, R, Audi R8. Uh, the Speed 911 Speedster is actually the 991 version, right? It's is not it even really. A, I, I, I say that. I'm going to drive good questions. Week, I'll let you know. Get the stay tuned on that. I'm one. not totally <laughs> sure. It was on the. I could be wrong, but I thought if it was a, still on the. If it's officially platform. a nineteen, then yeah, because the new one is right. twenty. I thought for for months they've been talking about this on the nine nine one, and then you got yeah. the that looks like the Challenger had a stars and stripes Ooh, yes. edition, yes. which is just another make America great edition. Or it, was, yeah, it was basically a flag on the fender. Nice. And, and it comes in like, on the headrest and comes in like camo green America. battleship green yeah. and, Dodge. and I, I, I'm all about honoring our troops through service and that's great and it wasn't anything special beyond hmm. the trim package so yeah but you know what about this one here that, the troops uh, I'm not going to uh, try to pronounce the Mullen Shantu K50 that's awesome what is that <laughs> the, the what, electric how I, hypercar right oh. whether you say Keontu or Chiantu Keontu Reeves edition yeah it was a hypercar that sort of came out of nowhere it's I think it's like I went to the press 
thing at the auto show and there's all these people crowd around it so it's kind of hard to hear but the way they made it sound it's like it's an american company but it's built in, in china, china and i think it uses an existing chinese design but the, like the battery car is 400 horsepower so it's not like a, a barn burner no i went to the unveiling of the pininfarina batista with 1900 Electric horsepower. That's good. That, that, that's getting up there, man. Yes. Careful though, because that, I've gotten so much crap about that's calling hyper, cars right? supercars and hypercars. Hypercars, so. yeah. So, but the Mullen thing was kind of odd. I, I'll be impressed if they build it. They yeah, made it was, a lot of big promises. It was parked out in the lobby in one of the cheap spaces. So, yeah. Speaking of being surprised if they build it, I feel like I've seen a CX-5 <laughs> with a diesel engine like at uh, three different auto shows, yeah, and they've yet yeah. to actually bring it. Is this anything different, or is it? They Definitely said they're coming. finally going to do it. Said they're going to do it. Yeah, they said that at the other auto shows, though. Yeah, I'm just uh, well, curious. One, one thing that's not on the list here that I have to just give a shout out to: they had an SUV in the lobby where, like Dave said, that's the cheap spots for automakers. It was called the oh. Carlman King. <laughs> it's like it's built like on armored. A, it's yeah. like built on a Ford F350 chassis. It looks like, like an armored milk van. <laughs> right. It was so big and so ugly, and the the pamphlet was like written in like broken English. It just said "world's most expensive SUV." SUV, most exclusive SUV. <laughs> and I want to see Rambo pop out of the top of it. You're right. Yeah, it looked like yeah, it looked like something you'd see like in a Fast and Furious movie, like a prop car that gets blown up. So that was kind of cool. But sorry, I missed dumb. that one. Yeah. Any, anything else before we move on? Any last Mercedes day? showed at least thirty <laughs> new cars Ooh, as right. they GLS, do. GLC, uh, GLC Coupe. EQC edition 1986 CLA CLA A35, uh, A35 I think I saw AMG. so if those numbers and letters mean anything I'm sure like three pe- yeah, three people probably understood what we were yeah. saying but, but that's AMG their strategy at, at every auto show right they bring like 40 different new they, editions they of everything they a lot of stuff and they but a lot of versions of every car they build. So they, I'm they, curious how much they spend at an auto show or all the auto show, shows combined. Oh, a lot of manufacturers are skipping auto shows. They don't have anything to show. Why spend however many thousand dollars per square foot for a display? And Especially put, when you can just put it out on the internet two it, weeks before. Put it on right? the internet for free and, and put yeah. the money for more advertising or something. Mm. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, I guess the show is still going on as we record this. Not sure how much longer that would be the case. But. Yeah, it's for... Get uh, up there while you can. This weekend, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to something we've actually driven, uh, that would be the 2020 Kia Telluride, which I have not driven. So. All right. Well, Greg just got Hope back from driving it at the track. I quite literally got back from driving it today uh, to and from the track and at the track. Um, it's certainly a statement-making vehicle, I think, for Kia. Um, we were in the top trim level, so. Pricing here starts looks like around thirty one to thirty two thousand up to forty three, but ours was around the forty seven to forty eight. Mm. But we're talking Harman Kardon um, sound system, twenty inch wheels, uh, beautiful leather seats. It actually is a really nicely presented interior. It's comfortable. Um, I'm not going to put it on the level of of German luxury SUVs or anything like that, but it's certainly um, better than anything we've had from Kia or Hyundai, for that matter. Is it based on the Palisade? Is that the... I believe so. I mean... To some extent. More, more or less, it's based on the, the Sorento. It comes off the same assembly line down in Georgia as the Sorento does. So it's just a stretched eight-passenger vehicle, which they haven't had before. 
Um, big, as Greg mentioned. Big, plenty of space. Uh, ours has second row captain's chairs. It's uh, like decent mileage, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, just nice touches all around. Just um, something weird to me was I was trying to change the song on my on Apple CarPlay, and I'm pushing the button up on the steering wheel, which is universally how you go to the next song. But uh-huh. this song kept going, playing over and over again, which I found was because I was going backwards instead of forward. So to go to the next song, not that anybody really cares except me, but you have to push down on the button. Yeah, well, we drive all these cars and never get used to one of them. Yeah, so... I guess then, if you uh, buy it, you'll get used to it. And then. Another cool thing is they... Uh, I mean, every car has cameras all around. This one has... Um, I would assume on the side view mirrors when you put on your turn signal, uh, instead of like Honda system, which I think they might be abandoning... A image of the profile of the car will come up in the center of the gauge cluster, which is better than in the actual center screen like Honda had. Um, it's not a feature that I would use all the time, but it's kind of comforting to have it down there. Maybe you catch something you wouldn't normally see just one time and it saves you from an accident. So yeah, sure. lots of cool features, but again, it is pushing 50 grand, but I'll say it's probably a good value at 50 or under 50 grand. Yeah, I, was, I didn't get a chance to drive it much, but I, I was inside of it. found it interesting. It's got the almost same exact grab handles on the center console of the Mercedes GLE. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But if you remember the Kia Borrego, that was their le- uh, previous big SUV, uh, which was only around for a couple of years because it came out. But they were nice. Uh, yeah, it was, like, super nice. But that was also a full-frame rig. Uh, this is still a crossover. But it came out when gas was four bucks a gallon and it only lasted a couple of years. So. Yeah, horrible Hopefully time. They had better good design uh, this time. Yeah. They had it at the auto show, and I took some time to sit in it, look at it, and you know, sort of explore it on the floor. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it, if you were gonna wanted the stuff you could get in a large Lincoln or Cadillac, but didn't want to spend the money, this could be a great alternative for that. And. I'm amazed I follow Kia on Twitter and the number of people who've tweeted them about the Telluride, of all things. Like, they're like, not the Stinger, not the other, like, hot kid. They're always like, man, can't wait to get a Telluride. <laughs> I've never oh. seen people get so excited about a Kia SUV before. Well, they've been cool. advertising the heck out, out of it, and it's an SUV. That's all people care about anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to see what a, a low-end, like, 32, 33 grand one would be like. Because, right. again, this one seems really nice, but... Um, as far as I can tell, I mean, I think it will be pretty successful. Yeah. Tahoe sized, just to uh, give you a comparison. Yeah, really. five thousand yeah. pounds towing, I believe. Mm. Yeah, no V eight, uh, which you know maybe yeah. downer to some. Did you miss uh, it? Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, no, yeah, I, I drove it at the track, and no, I mean, it's it's not fast, it's not slow. Uh, it's a little bit lacking in torque right off the line, but it like hits a spot right at the top of the tack where power just pours on and uh it, it gets up out of out of the way and um sounds okay but not so loud inside that it's detracting from the nice premium environment mm. cool all right well look for that uh coming up real soon on motor week and uh moving on to our viewer question this is an interesting one from amy in pennsylvania she says my husband and i are shopping for a new car or small suv to replace our 09 Forester, and he hates touchscreens. Uh, what is the lowest tech new vehicle you can buy today? 
Anybody have any uh, the, idea? Unfortunately, <laughs> screens are part of cars standard because backup cameras exactly. are standard in all cars. It's it's a rule. I looked right. up the cheapest car you can buy. I think it's still the Mitsubishi Mirage for I, fourteen grand. <laughs> right. And even that has a seven inch full color touchscreen. It looks right. it looks nice. I, I, I looked up the same thing as you. That's funny because when I, I put the podcast together, I was like, I'm like, is there any car without a screen? And yeah, for a few years, the Mirage had a thing where the backup camera was in the mirror. Right, they put right. a tiny little two inch mm. screen in the rear view mirror. But even now, but all the old touchscreens. Well, I think at this point you're you're trying to get into something. Well, first I would use like the center control thing if you if you could find one like a Mazda or a few other brands versus a touchscreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I'm actually thinking now that um Nah, that might be a touchscreen. A Grand Cherokee that I was in recently. I was thinking the base Chrysler stuff, like the Renegade. It has a really tiny screen. I, I think it is still a touchscreen, but it's really small. What about that, like um, that not Ram the, fifteen or Ram yeah, twenty five hundred yeah, we yeah, had exactly. with the world's smallest touchscreen? Uh, but I think that, exactly that's exactly but what that we were same thinking. setup. I think is like in the base Renegade and Compass, maybe. Okay, yeah, uh, same, I think you're right. So, it's like the so that, cheapest U connect. Yeah. You can replace your Forester nicely, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. crossover from Cherokee Compass Grand. Cherokee, Otherwise, you're just going to have to uh, embrace the technology, man. Don't be afraid of it. Well, and try and get <laughs> it's one. coming from Brian Robinson. <laughs> yeah, really. Mr. Flip Phone. Yeah. It's all good. It's all I, good. I would say the biggest thing is find which one is the easiest to use because they're not bad once you get used to it. It's just that uh, find the one that, you know, take the time during your testing and, and going Amy, to dealerships. You're in Pennsylvania, drive in New York. The auto show is going on this week. There you yeah. go. Sit in all the cars. A road trip. Yeah. Put on a uh, party and maybe Joe will stop by looking for some hors d'oeuvres. Ask yep. questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anyone that has a rant and or a rave today before we wrap this up? Well, originally I was going to rant about Ooh. the people who get the aftermarket Jeep Wrangler grills that make them look like they have angry eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. But, uh, uh, what kept you from ranting about that? Well, I wanted to give a brief rave just because this is my last podcast. Oh, oh, I'll stop it. Oh, it ain't so. There. What's going on? Is, oh, well, I'm taking position on the uh, program here at Maryland Public Television called Maryland oh, Farm TMI, and Harvest. TMI. And uh, so I'm leaving Motor Week behind, sadly, but I'll just be down the hall. But I just want to say how much I liked doing the podcast with all you guys and oh, working with yeah. you guys. I don't want to be too sentimental. You're going to make me cry right now. It's been a lot of fun, and I'll uh, I'll definitely miss it. So, well, thanks we for appreciate being. you being the podcast uh, producer, which I will now be doing. Oh, uh, which yeah. will make all the podcast just twenty minutes of me ranting about <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. hope you're into well, that. I've, I've got an observation. Perhaps I've I've never been a fan of the push button start, <laughs> but I just drove our Forerunner recently, our test car, and I had a key without it. Right, right. Get out. I, I kept pushing the dash trying to find a button <laughs> <laughs> with the key in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> They're ubiquitous now, the push buttons. So a key is a, an oddity, a rarity. You could hurt your wrist that way. Right. Workman's Work, comp. Workman's comp, yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll uh, <laughs> wrap it up on that note. Uh, I want to thank our audio engineer, Jim Bigwood, and, of course, podcast creator Bob Mixter, uh, longtime producer Joe Lago. Thank you. So and, long, uh, Joe. Just Happy trails. Be sure to check us out on uh, TV and all the uh, Internet spots. And uh, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com, RockAuto.com, and State Farm. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at MotorWeek.org. And watch MotorWeek, 
television's longest-running automotive magazine series each week on your local PBS station.